Now, this is the Swordman Conference. And before I start preaching, I want us to wage war. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. You are pregnant with something. Yeah. And you are about to give birth to it. Yes. As soon as Zion travelled, she brought forth her children. Hallelujah. May something happen to you today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalm 17, verse 13. Arise, O Lord. Confront him. Bring him low. Deliver my soul from the wicked with your sword. Deliver my soul from the wicked with your sword. We are going to pray. The Lord deliver my soul from the wicked with your sword. Right now, grab your hands.
man. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. And Balaam was carrying a curse to pronounce on the people of God. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. And he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed all the way to the ground. Anybody on the way to cause you harm? Jesus. May the angel of the Lord oppose them. Jesus. May an angel with a drawn sword oppose them. Jesus. Anybody on the way to cause yes. you harm? May the angel of the Lord with a drawn sword yes. oppose them. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. for someone here. Jesus. Fighting against marriages, yes. fighting against progress, yes. 
fighting against development. Yes. May right now, right yes, now, right now, right now, right now, may the sword of hell drink your blood. Yes, and you stop your head. And you stop your head. Yes, and you stop your Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If we believe you are one this morning, give the Lord a loudest clap of faith. This is how I win, win, win. This is how I win. The fruit of my worship remains upon the earth. Because tonight is warfare through music. Warfare through music. When you live here, call your relatives. Tell them to be in this service. Because at 4 p.m., the people of the Lord shall gather here. And as we sing unto him, we'll be sending souls into our households. In Jesus' name. Okay, so we are still at the Souls Men's Conference. Uh, on the visual, you'll be working with me. I'm not going back on stage because I, I, I just see when, when a, a pastor takes off his shoes and rolls, rolls his sleeves, it means that there's something about to happen. It means it's a, it's a serious matter. Tell somebody this is a serious matter. Okay, so today I'm talking to you on the subject. Uh, can we go on? I'm talking to you on the subject. Falling on your sword. The dangers of twisting God's word. The dangers of twisting God's word. Falling on your sword, the dangers of twisting God's word. With a sword men's conference, whilst I lead you in prayer, I must also give you the battle instructions how to use the weapon. 
the, in the part one, I spoke to you on the sword of the spirit. And I, I shared with you that you cannot use the sword of the spirit in the absence of the full armor of God. If you want to win, you put on the whole armor of God and you use the sword of the spirit. I spoke to you about the importance of the helmet of salvation, the importance of the breastplate of righteousness, the importance of the belt of truth, the importance of, of, of the shoes of the gospel of peace, the importance of the shield of faith, and the importance and how they make the sword of the spirit effective. In part two, my friend, in part two, thank you, son. In part two, my, my friend, Dr. Ralph was here to talk to you about the blacksmith and the sword and how the blacksmith in your life is your pastor and what he preaches sharpens you and makes you a better sword. Iron sharpened iron. If you are not iron, I cannot relate with you. All your friends must be iron. We have moved away from stones and straw and straws and, um, and sand and, and all those wasteful things. You are now... Um, uh, an iron and uh, you need another iron to sharpen you amen so so your, your friends must be top christians who are committed to the lord but you see where the, the word of god is a sword of the spirit and when you twist it to favor your twisted life it turns on you the word of god is not only full of blessings god cannot bless you beyond his word but the word of God also has curses. And God cannot punish you beyond his word. When you attempt to twist God's word. To favor you. Your twisted life. You are turning the sword on yourself. And I want to show you. Because I'm teaching you how to use the sword against your enemies. I also have to teach you. How, to, how not to use the sword against yourself. Are, are you here with me? When I was young, one of the reasons why I didn't like catapult. You know catapult? Well, the one with the wooden this thing. I was going to kill a bird. Some way, somehow, it hit my thumb. It was so painful. I used the weapon against myself. When we were growing up, uh, Rambo, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Sylvester Stallone were our movie heroes. And in one of the wars, the enemies picked up a, is it a bazooka? Yeah, a bazooka. No, the one they put on their shoulder to try to shoot. I was trying to shoot Sylvester Stallone, but he had turned it around. And his his the army his army were standing behind him, and he thought he was going to kill Sylvester Stallone, but when he shot, the thing went back and killed his people. I do not want you to turn your weapons on you. Are you here? So I want to teach you something. How not to fall on, your, on, on, on the sword. How not to fall on your own sword. The sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. The word of God. God is gracious but he's also very judgmental. The word of God is sweet. But it can also be very bitter. And you have to have a clear understanding of these principles. So people that are teaching you teaching you grace 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 it to be well it to be well and they are not teaching you responsibility responsibility they are killing you softly and 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 the word of god can turn on you and it can turn on you and i want to show you so let's go to the next slide um now god's word is a sword if you mishandle it it will hurt you ephesians 6 17 take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god the sword of the spirit which is the word of god all the battles i've won in my life I've won them using God's word. I've won them quoting God's word. I've won them using God's word. I've fought a lot of battles. I've fought a lot of battles. When I was coming to this land, the Lord said to me, no man will be able to stand up against you. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. But the Lord said to me, use the sword of the spirit. Steady my word. Steady it. Preach it. Live it. See, he said, preach it. Practice it. Prophesy it. And you will win every battle. I have still been preaching God's word, studying God's word, practicing it, and preaching it. I will never preach a sermon I have not preached to myself. I will never, you see, the word of God came to Jeremiah, and the Bible said that the Jeremiah, when he was sent, he said he was too young, and God touched his word and his mouth, and God said, I'll put my, my words in your mouth. Later on, he said, your word is like fire shut up in my bones. 
because when your word came to me i ate them when your word came to me i ate them for some of us the word is on our lips we haven't eaten it a food on your lips is different a food on your tongue is different from the one that has been digested the one that is digested can be found in your blood the one on your tongue cannot be found in your blood if the word of god is on your tongue but you have not digested it it has not gotten in the innermost part of your being you don't have the sword of the spirit you have the bible you can have the bible without the sword of the spirit because the bible is not the sword of the spirit it is the word of god that is the sword of the spirit and the word of god is not the ink on the paper it is more than that the bible is ink on paper but the word of God is the revelation that moves out of the Bible when you are reading it into your spirit and you carry it with you. Can I preach to you today? Can I share something very important with you? Now here it is. Next slide, please. Now look, look, look. I want to tell you something. The first king of Israel had the greatest opportunity ever. He was the first king but had a lot of issues with God. Now, look at how he died. First Samuel 31, from the verse 1 to 4. Now, the Philistines fought against Israel. The Israelites fled before them, and many fell dead on Mount Gibeah. The Philistines were in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons. And they killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Mikaswa. Three of his sons that died. The fighting grew fierce around Saul. And when the archers overtook him, they wounded him critically. Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and run through me. Or these uncircumcised Philistines will come and run me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Saul took his, his own sword and fell on it. That's how the king died. The first king, anointed king. That was how he died. Because Saul had made a lot of mistakes in his relationship with God. Samuel anointed him. He became familiar with Samuel. He didn't care. He was supposed to wait for Samuel to come and do a certain sacrifice. He could not wait. He did it himself. When Samuel was going, he held his garment. And the garment got torn. And Samuel said, the kingdom has left your hands. Well, this same man who went to a, a witch to ask for the witch to call the spirit of Samuel. So he had backslided, even though he was anointed. He had backslided. The sword of the king at the time of Saul was a special sword. It was the most powerful weapon. And yet, instead of using it against his enemies, he used it against himself. He died on his own sword. Your sword is the word of God. If you don't obey it, you will die on it. If you don't obey, the word of God will turn against you. There are curses and blessings in the word of God. You are either walking under the blessings of the word of God or the curses of the word of God. And I want to share with you eight people who die on their swords. Eight people. Number one, those who follow false teachers. Those who follow false teachers. Those who follow false teachers. Second Peter 2 verse 1. But there were also false prophets among the people. Just as there will be false teachers among you. They will, they will secretly introduce destructive heresies. Now, heresy and, and denying the sovereign Lord who bought them. Bringing swift distractions on themselves. You know what a heresy is. Now, the, the, the a heresy is a teaching in the church that is against the theological positions of the apostolic fathers. If you want to identify a false teacher, uh, I want to share some characteristics with you. A false teacher always has a special revelation. He's teaching something from the Bible that is different from what any other church is teaching. And they are saying that we are the right one. We are interpreting this scripture this way. And all the others who are not interpreting it this way, they are wrong. 
at the mouth of two or three witnesses, everywhere shall be established. You cannot have a special revelation that does not agree with any pastor. Are you here? If I came here one day and I said, I have a revelation and that revelation, Archbishop is wrong and, and the total bell has been wrong and, uh, and uh, Bishop Agnasari has been wrong and uh, uh, Apostle General Kranshankrai has been wrong and uh, Bishop Dark has been wrong because God has given me a special revelation from his word and all that these fathers have been teaching, they are wrong. You should fear me. I have become a false teacher. I have become a false teacher. I have become a false teacher. Once you see that I have declared my in, I have declared my independence of the control of any father, and I don't submit to any father, and I teach against what the fathers have taught, I become a false teacher. Are you here? Once I begin to tell you that, don't listen to any pastor, don't read any pastor's book, don't watch any pastor apart from what I teach, it's because I'm afraid that what I'm teaching you, if you listen to other pastor, I'll be exposed. But I love that song. Hey, Kadosh, I am a man. I feel like singing it. Hey, hey, hey. That's right, that's right. That's the only part I know how to sing. Hey, hey, hey! Are you here? Now, now, a false teacher attacks other pastors. The only way their sermon makes meaning is to criticize another pastor's sermon. Are you here? It's to criticize another pastor's sermon. When you begin to see those things, be very careful. A false teacher preaches self-exhortation and becomes a god to you. And you believe that pastor more than Jesus. That's a false teacher. The word of God must exalt Jesus Christ, must edify the saved, and must evangelize the lost. If it does any other thing other than these three things, the person preaching it is a false teacher. One day I preached somewhere, the power of God moved. And when I went home, one young man in the service sent me a message and said, Daddy, you are my God. I went before the Lord. I said, Lord, did I do something for these people to begin to trust me instead of the Lord that took me from Adabraka and turned my life around? Lord, what did I say? What did I do? I called the person and said, if I said something that made me a God to you, please, I withdraw. Let me know. I will go back to the church and withdraw. Please, I beg you, I am not a God unto any man. Because it becomes occultism when I make you believe me than believe in Jesus. And you depend on me than depending on Jesus. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I am not building the church. Present place church is not my church. It is for Jesus. Are you here? A false teacher creates excitement. I can preach a sermon, all of you be on your feet clapping. At the end of the day, your life will not change. If whatever I preach does not transform you, I am only creating excitement. That's why we have a lot of churches and yet morality is gone down. But everything is about excitement. Hmm. Uh, sort of you watched me and Kevin yesterday, yesterday on uh, this thing. We're dis- debating this. We're discussing this. We're debating the fact that they are, the today's Christian cannot differentiate between an anointing and excitement. An anointing and excitement. Some of you have sat down with me for so many years. You can testify that what I preach has brought transformation to your life to your marriage, to your finances, to your life, to your spiritual life, etc., etc. I've said here, if you sit under me for six months and you never hear a message that will break your conscience, leave this church. I have become a false prophet. I become a false teacher, actually. I become a false teacher. Amen. Are you here? Good, good, good. Okay, number two, let me, let me just, we have... Now, number two, 
those who listen to false prophets. So the first one are those who follow false teachers. The second one are those who listen to false prophets. Jeremiah 23 verse 16. This is what the, the Lord Almighty says. Do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you. They fill you with false hopes. They speak visions from their own minds. Not from the mouth of the Lord. You see, some people, eh, they are good prophets. But some people, from their own minds, they can conjure things and tell you. And fill you with false hopes. I have seen people who were prosperous and were doing well, decided to follow prophets and took prophetic instructions. Their lives are a mess now. I know a woman who was running a big business, financial house, and Bank of Ghana during those days, took some decisions against a number of financial houses. And most of them went to Bank of Ghana to regularize their, their operations. Then this woman consulted some prophets. The prophet said, no, no. God says you take them to court, you will win. The woman went to court. His pastor, her pastor called him and said, no, don't follow these prophets. He said, no, they are spoken. I trust them. These guys. She went to court and lost. That was the end of her business. That was the end of her business. When somebody takes away your mind and makes you begin to depend on him and you don't reason again, and all your life is that says the Lord. Whatever God has to say about you is in the Bible. Now, last Friday or so, last two Fridays, I taught you about how the Bible says, and you will prophesy with them. See, to prophesy with the prophet means that whatever the prophet is telling you, you already know. It's only a confirmation. It triggers what God has already told you. Some of you want to live the Christian life by prosy. You want a prophet to fast for you and to pray for you and to hear God for you and you are relaxed and you sow your seeds and you give your money and the, 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 the prophet is interested in your seed more than your soul, you are in trouble. The word of God will turn against you if you follow false prophets. I want to repeat that they are good prophets, genuine prophets, but they are also manipulators who have entered into this thing. There's a prophet in this country he used to speak for me the reason why he has stopped speaking for me has crowd because one time he came to service and asked that we pray like we started praying so he started going inside amongst the people started speaking to some people and he called this sister out the sister is in the service today called this sister this sister out started telling this sister everything about the sister and i knew the things she was talking about the sister because the sister had discussed that with me the previous weeks and this man was saying it word for word i was very impressed i was going to get up to say it's a confirmation but i looked at the countenance of the sister the sister was not impressed the sister was just standing there looking at the prophet so me and the prophet finished then dr champion was still with us here i told dr champion can you go and ask the sister what the prophet was asking her before he called her, the sister told Dr. Champon, and the prophet asked me about my life, and I told him. And he came to stand there and said everything I told him. If I want to prophesy, I can prophesy. Because among the women here, there will be a woman who somebody sleeps with in the night. If I want to prophesy now, among, among the women here, there's a woman who goes through menstrual cycle and wants to die. I can say, whom whom you are saying, whom or baby are. Say, where you need to do it? It's me, oh, yes, I am not joking. I'm sorry. Now I say, a tenny. Now I say, a tenny. Now we are full. Now your style be. Now unto me, Dana Joe. Whom you are saying, oh, you are what you are. Brahana, my mom, I will get the number coming. I, I can prophesy. Those of you who don't speak um, tree, 
this this prophecy they are nice in tree they are nice in tree they are nice in tree nobody should go and cut this one and paste it there bishop city of faith prophesy on facebook i'm not prophesying i'm just telling you how people prophesy from their mind how they can read situations and prophesy one prophet was going to speak in the church in south africa and he went on the on the facebook page of the of the church and saw some of the members of the church there saw this very active member of the church clicked on the name and went to the person's facebook page picked the person's um date of birth and everything but you know women they don't see their real date of birth so on facebook the woman has reduced her date of birth i reduced her years change her date of birth so this prophet comes in there calls the person by name and say you were born on this day this and this and this and that and that and that the woman after service goes to the pastor and says, you brought in the first prophet he said how did i bring in the first prophet he said you went on facebook because it's only on facebook that i have the, that date of birth my real date of birth is private to me it's not on facebook one man of god had a prophet in his church the prophet asked him can i use your phone to make a call he gave the phone to him he picked somebody's name and the person's telephone number after when the man of god has saved the person's name the person's nickname not his real name he went in there and mentioned the nickname and said your telephone number is so and so and so and so and so the man of god got up and said please give me my microphone get out from this church when you took my phone to make a call you copied the telephone numbers of my church members please don't be manipulated they are genuine prophets but you can see them in their character their love for god you can see the way they preach but let me say nobody can lead a christian life for you this there is no prosy christianity you must lead it yourself i've been born again all my life not a single prophecy over my life but i can tell you i'm one of the most successful prosperous pastors in this country because i've served the lord i built my life on the word and on purity and it has been very good to me god has been very very good to me god has been very good to me god has been very good to me i can tell you the next 10 years what god is going to do in my life i don't need a prophet i don't need a prophet to tell me that i need a prophet in this church to tell me the mind of god that confirms what i already know am i preaching okay so number number three number three number three those who have carnal minds they tend the, the word of god against themselves those who have carnal minds those who have carnal minds now now romans 8 verse 7 the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to god it does not submit to god's law nor can it do so now having to realize that there's some people they are nice when they are out of church but in church they fight with everybody see this is i'm preaching they want me to ferry up and let's go they are getting angry in their spirit when your mind is governed by the flesh it's hostile to the things of god it is hostile i was just talking to my friend this morning brother joe before we came how i was disappointed that christians turned against pastors during the COVID. when in other countries governments were paying pastors during the COVID. in this country in this country government and christians were calling churches to take up the responsibility of government To take up the responsibility of government. When other nations, government were giving people checks. When other nations, government took over salaries of private companies and salaries of pastors. And yet believers will not hold politicians responsible and tell them that you had nothing. In four years, you have four um, filling stations. In four years, you have built four mega houses in East Legon. You won't take those people on. It's your pastors whose shoes you are looking and whose suits you are calculating the price. They have money. They must help us. I, I have been a pastor for so many years. I pastored for so many years. I run business for only a few years. And what my business gives me, if church were a business, church would be a bad business most churches live on hand to mouth i'm a general secretary of the charismatic churches in this country and i meet a lot of pastors 
hundreds of pastors, hundreds of pastors every year who come to me with problems. How to survive is a major issue for I mean, people were saying churches should convert their buildings into isolation centers when there were hospitals that have been built that were not being used. When you become hostile to the things of God and to men of God, you have your mind is governed by the flesh and you will very soon turn the sword on you. Are you here with me? Do you understand what I'm teaching you? Now look, Colossians 32. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Any sermon that puts your mind on earthly things, that sermon is turning the word of God against you. Set your mind on things above. God will take care on the things below. Are you here with me? Do you understand? Number four. Number four. Those who have itchy ears. Those who have itchy ears. These people, I fear them. I fear, I fear these people. 2 Timothy 4, 3. For the time will come when people will put up with, people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to see their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. People change churches because they, what this pastor is preaching, I don't like it. I want to, you don't choose the sermons. Holy Ghost chooses the sermons. We preach what we have been led to preach. If you don't like what I preach, you have itchy ears. You want to go somewhere where they will tell you tomorrow you will marry and tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow, tomorrow, this will happen to you. Tomorrow by this time. Tomorrow by this time. Tomorrow by this time. Since they told you tomorrow by this time, tomorrow has never come. I could just be here right now and say, the Lord is coming, the Lord is moving, and I can see somebody prospering tomorrow. I can see another person getting resource by next week. I can see somebody opening a company, and I can see this happening, and all of you will be on your feet. I will be screaming. I will be shouting. And they say, church, yeah, fine, pa. The church is a good church, pa. The church is a good church, pa. The church is a good church, pa. But are you a good Christian? Because a good church produces good Christian. Measure your Christian life. And you, you can measure your church. A group of my sons, years ago, sat together. They were talking. They were eating. And realized that there was no bottle of alcohol on the other thing. And nobody was smoking. They say, boys, have you seen what has just happened? Nobody is smoking. Nobody is drinking. There is no Hennessy. There is no whiskey here. There is nothing here. And they said, let's go and tell the man of God. God has called him. But for us to stop smoking, for us to stop drinking, for us to eat food without aperitif, this man is called. So I was sitting my somewhere. A group of young men come to me and then they get to me and say daddy we just came to tell you that god has called you i say what kind of language is that why are you telling me god has called i know god has called me say no no you don't know for us to sit down on a table and eat without alcohol god has called you <laughs> son you know now you know god has called me now your nickname no be boogie you know the bible school now you know the Bible school? You did do your master's in ministry. But about 15 years ago, the street on the Sprinter's Road was for you. This is the way he works. That's why he's called Buge. His best friend is called Ita Cuisine. Because this man can cook. How are you doing now? But I'm teaching you know it. You know God has called me. Hey. I went to visit your mother in Calabar. She thanked me so much. I don't know why she was thanking me. But I know that something has changed. God no call me. He called me. I have. I have. Brother, you have been with me for so many years. You have made decisions based on what I preach. 
you are married based on what I preach, is your life getting better or bitter? It's getting better. And the goodness of a church is measured by how good the people are becoming as a result of what they hear. Okay, okay. Number five. Those who have hardened hearts. Those who have hardened hearts. No matter what you preach, they don't change. They are like the dogs. They will always go back to their vomit. Ezekiel 36, verse 26 and 27. I will give you a new heart and put it a new spirit in you. I will remove from your heart of stone. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. You see, you see, you see some of us have said, God, all our lives and we have been consistent. We have been consistent. I got born again at the age of 14. I'm 53 now. And my childhood friend is here and will tell you the same way, the same passion, the same zeal, the same love. You know why? You know why? Something more than coming to going to church happened to me. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. You know, if any man be in church, so you can be in church without being in Christ. When you are in Christ, this is what happens to you. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Now look at what happens when you have a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. If you are struggling to follow God's decrees, the spirit is not yet in you. God's standard is so high that no man can meet it. So he puts our his spirits in us and his spirit meets the standard through us. Now say, oh, a German boy, I mean weakness. Fornicator, 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 sir. Now I say, oh, fornication is my weakness. Hmm. There's no new heart. My father told me something. It was a sermon he preached years ago before I was born. And he was repeating the sermon to me. And he said, a friend had a, had a pig as a pet. Pig as a pet. You know, white people can have things as pets. Oh, this friend had a pig as pet. You know, some white people have lizards as pets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lizards as pets. Oh, well, what we call a uh, bayunoma. Some of them have as pets, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so a white man had a pig as pet. I love the pig. We just dress for the pig, bath for the pig, put clothes. Not they put clothes on animals. I was, I, I was lying down, I think, two days ago. Here comes Mami Sewa. Daddy, we need um, so, 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 so amount of money. I said, for what? Oh, they came for dog grooming. I said, which grooming? Dog grooming. I said, your saloon money. <laughs> we'll give it to them. <laughs> so, so, you know, people love animals and take good care of them. So this man had a pig and loved the pig. Would dress for the pig nice and they would head down. Made the pig sees mad and dead. Would run into it. So he went to see a doctor and said, Dog, this animal, I don't know what to do. I've tried every trick. The animal is still dirty. The doctor said, leave the pig for me for one week and come back. And the doctor did a surgery on the pig, removed the pig's heart, and put in the heart of a cat. No cats are neat. Give themselves nicely. Put in the heart of a cat. After one week, the man went for the pig. Now he went to town, tried to push the pig into the mud. The pig will not go. The pig will not go. Well, daughter, why do you do the animal? Within one week, we have trained the animal so well. He said, no. Training without the transformation of the heart does not change anything. You can go to a church that informs the mind but does not transform the heart. You remain the same. Christianity is about the transformation of the heart. God will take your heart of stone, your stubbornness and put the heart of flesh. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things are gone. If your old boyfriend is still your boyfriend after getting born again, you are not yet a Christian. If your old attitude is still there, hey, ah, for me, eh? Me a chan, me a frakuma, me dear me sana me tio, sana me tio, me call a blame bisobia, oh, catch me, I'm a kama yanchro. 
You are in church, but you are not in Christ. Okay, me a kweli, me chile, me chile, coffee ma febo, coffee ma chibo, coffee ma chibo. I don't care. It's who I am. It's who I am. I said, if, if you truly got born again, the old will go, the new will come. And you yourself, you will see that. You'll be, you'll be surprised. Hey, I have changed you. Me, pioneer. Is it me who has seen the naked body of a woman and I'm turning away? Me? Me? Hey, me? Is it me who saw somebody's money has fallen and called the person, please, your money has fallen and gave it back? Me? me of all people is it me who have deleted all pornography from my phone and me all pornography from my phone me if you come to church and you are still the same you have only changed where you spend your Sunday mornings your heart has not changed am I preaching to someone here okay no ma number 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 six those who have seared conscience these people huh, as i'm preaching right now they're insulting me in their heart my friend say something proper let's go they don't change their conscience is seared holy ghost cannot even convict them of sin how much more a pastor seared conscience first timothy 4 1 to 2 the spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith some were abandoned and followed deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical eyes whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. So, woman of God, people can be in church. You preach, you preach, you preach everything. When I was a young pastor, I used to cry when I hear that some people have come to church and they are still misbehaving. I went to the Lord, why? Why? is it some people have seared conscience. It's not your problem. You preach what I ask you to preach. Just keep on preaching it and keep on preaching it and keep on preaching it. A farmer went to cast out his seed. Some fell among the thorns. Some fell on, on by the roadside. Some fell on rocky places. Some fell on good soil. Only 25% of the seed bore fruit. He said only 25% of people in your church will listen to you. 75% of them will still maintain their lifestyle. I, I don't know. Are you in the 75 or 25? Let me see all the 25 people. Let me see all the 25% people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your life must be changed. If God's word cannot change your life, what can change your life? What can change your life? I beseech you, brethren, make sure you don't allow God's word to turn on you. Repent from your sins. Live that sinful life. Live that behavior. Live that pride. Live that arrogance. Live that thing and dedicate your life to him. Live that worldliness. When your mind is set on things, I have never prayed for a house before. I have never prayed for a car before. I have never asked God for money before. Yes, he has given me all. Because his word is simple. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all other things will be added. I sought him since I was 14 years old. For me, for me, I, I tell people, if the Christian life is boring for you, it's because you are not yet born again. I'm a crap him. A crapping culture is not boring for me. You are what? You are a gang. Is gang culture boring for you? Because we are a bubble. Once he's a gang, how can a gang language be boring for him? So, where you come from? I mean, you are everywhere. Everyone. When, when you speak your language, aren't you happy? Aren't you happy? Your language is part of your culture. Aren't you happy? Then you are in church. Church is boring. You know, the, the, way, and, 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 the way the choir sings, I don't like it. And yet, you like how Santa Wally sings. You are not born again. Oh, yeah, yeah. You are not born again. You are not born again. You are not born again. We have the way we dress, though. We have the way we speak. We have a language. We have a prayer language it's called tongues. You cannot say I'm born again, but I mean that kind of tongues. I don't want to speak some. You will speak some. <laughs> I'm your pastor. You will speak some. Uh, are you here with me? Why did I say tonight? You are so bored. You want to go home. You want to go home. You are so bored. You want to go home. To do what? You on Facebook. That is all. 
We used to beg our pastors not to stop preaching. Three hours, four hours, Iswanaba will be preaching for us at Nungwa Secondary School. We'll be sitting on benches. Or comfortable chairs like this with air conditioning you know, over you. Heat! And you are making your notes. And Iswanaba will not stop preaching. You know, he still does the same thing. And he's preaching. And that time he was even younger. And when he finishes, another man is also coming to preach. Another four hours. And we are still saying, preach on, preach on, preach on. You, you are saying, okay, that is okay, it's okay. We have, we have a service this evening. Let's do and go. Let's do and go. It is let's do and go, let's do and go. That has brought the church to this it's backsliding state. It's backsliding state. Let's do and go. And go where? Okay, 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 let me be closing. Those who disobey God's word, turn, turn the word against themselves. Deuteronomy 28, 18, 15, 28, 15. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees, I'm giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. Take your time and read Deuteronomy 28. You will see the blessings of obedience and the curses of disobedience. Some of the problems you are going through are not caused by witches and wizards. They are caused by your own disobedience. Don't fall on your own sword. I beg you, don't fall on your own sword. I beg you, don't fall on your own sword. Don't fall on your own sword. Let the word of God be a blessing to you, not a curse to you. Are you here with me? Finally, finally. I hope it's finally. I hope it's finally. I hope it's finally. Those who have mental strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare, warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pull of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity. The obedience of Christ. There's <laughs> some people here. Eh? No matter what you teach, the things they had 20 years ago had become a stronghold on their mind. Yes, some of you, you come to church all right, but somebody told you, pastors are thief. They are using church for business. It's in your mind. So you don't pay tight. That is a stronghold. No matter what we do, it's a stronghold. It's caught up with you. What are the thing about Christianity? Eh? Christianity liberates people. Christianity is one religion that makes you freer than everything. Now, all these countries that have developed and now they are too free, they have become so free that men want to become women and women want to become men. And freedom is that human rights is the, the, what they advocate. Their foundations were laid by the, the gospel. Christianity does not enslave you. It liberates your mind. It liberates your mind. If I teach you something and that thing Takes hold of your mind, and even I change it later, and you still say you won't change it. That becomes a stronghold. Every day you must go through the renewal of the mind. Every day you must go to the renewal of the mind. God must show you something. There's something we call progressive revelation. God keeps showing Himself. One time He came to uh, Moses uh, in the form of fire. The next time He showed him his back. God will always show you a certain part of Him. That's what makes you grow as a Christian. Are you here with me? Okay, so now, let me end with something called the Apostolic Creed. And let you understand what we believe and what you must believe in. We have the Apostolic Creed and what you must believe in and what you must stand for. Look at this. It's not very clear. Next week we'll do it. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the dead, and the everlasting and life everlasting. Amen and amen. This is our faith. This is what we believe in. This is what we stand for. Anybody that preaches anything outside this place, question the person. 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 I believe I've been a blessing to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Rise on your feet. Whatever revelation you pick from this message, use it as your prayer point. 
and begin to pray. Lift up your two hands and pray right now. Let's close the service.